The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. the end of the week time to close out with a song and of course the music videos all summer long are in part of the series we call and returning here for his second stint in this series from halloweenies windy city double features podcast podcast cheap tracks Music Box of Horrors Drive-In, Programmer, Rock Island Public House, and you saw him on Spend Toonie recently in May. Uh, loads of great stuff from this guy. Always happy to have Mike Vanderbilt. Brandon, thank you for having me back. I like that we're doing this quicker and quicker every time. Every time, all summer long, just every couple weeks. Mike, get on, get on the recording. Every couple of weeks. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. I, I'm, I'm usually every day. I'm usually sitting in front of my computer, either starting a Google document for a podcast, recording a podcast mm-hmm. or posting a podcast <laughs> or editing a podcast. So, uh, you know, actually, there's probably as busy as I am. You have a better chance of getting me on your podcast these days simply because I'm like, you know what? I'm already here. I'll I sw- might as well. I'll just swing the chair around. And yeah, I literally yeah. I had one time when I had. um Justin Beam on he's he does uh, bonus features for Blu-rays and stuff for Shout Factory and Vinegar Syndrome all of them. He literally to, he's he's so busy at his computer. He literally to guess the episode. He basically swung around to the left, recorded and back to editing on the right when he was done with me. But it was because he's got his little station there and he's got his like I record podcasts here, I edit here, and um, try to look at what's on his screen. And be like, what are you working on right now? <laughs> what do you got coming up? He's for got secrets. He knows things that are coming that we don't. And I'm like, come on. Um, but I'm I'm really excited about this episode today. Um, yeah, it's Heat of the Moment by Asia. Uh, from which, if you listen to the, uh, I'm so grateful for um, Press Maxson who did the jingles for Summer of '82 at 40. Uh, the news of the moment. Yes, it's done in style of Heat of the Moment from uh, the show. Uh, but and I'm happy that. The song came out this summer to fit with it. Um, it's from their self-titled debut album. It also featured the song Soul Survivor and Only Time Will Tell. Heat of the Moment was the band's biggest hit ever, reaching number four on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, number four in the mainstream rock. However, this was the top-selling album in the United States in 1982, spending nine weeks at number one, selling over four million copies four times platinum, and 10 million copies worldwide. Big fucking album. So, I yeah, guess. and I, so I wanted to give a little history. Yes. On, on, on Asia. Well, because- yes, right? I, uh, <laughs> oh, very nice. That was well done. That was yeah, well done. So, yep. I didn't even realize it at first, then I caught myself. So, heated a moment. It's the first or It's the first single for the band, self-titled debut, Asia. Mm-hmm. Comes out in April of 82. And it was funny, you know, it was the last song recorded for the album, which I think that's a common 
trope you hear in rock and roll, like right. You know, when the uh, you know Geffen, the label they were on, is like, hey, we need a single here, guys, because they were still doing like they were going a little bit more pop. These were prog guys for the most part, and they're going a little bit more pop with this one. They kind of saw what was coming with, I think, you know, punk and new wave, even though they're a little late to the game. And they said, mm-hmm. we need something a little, you know, that we can sell to the radio. And uh, what is it? What are their names? Jeff Downs and John Wetton cranked out mm-hmm. heat of the moment first single and as you said in the opening big hit so asia was singer and bassist john wetton guitarist steve howe keyboardist jeff downs and drummer carl palmer they were a super group not the first super group but i think uh one of the uh first super groups to really make a name for themselves in the 80s would you agree with that brandon yeah yeah i would say so yeah so like so, wetton so came well i would say such a super group that people might not realize it's a super group they were that good it, exactly and like is there it, it, they're they're the, the sound of their band is i would say a departure a big mm-hmm. a, a big departure from the acts that they were part of before with wetton coming from king crimson how from yes downs from yes and the buggles which is funny that jeff downs is in the buggles uh you know video killed the radio star famously yeah. you know kind of see uh, what do i say like uh, predicting what was going to happen in yeah. the future i think and that have- the 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 departure also cost them in a reviews department because the reviewers I was went back and read reviews they weren't too positive because they were expecting what they had already done before from these guys oh right because then you got you know uh carl palmer from emerson lake and palmer mm-hmm. so here's the here's the timeline king crimson splits in 84 yes and emerson lake and palmer in 81 you know but he uh, and then they form asia but one of my favorite bits of trivia i found roy wood and I'm going to bring this up because I always have to slip some cheap trick trivia into every episode. Roy Wood is uh, for, was formerly of The Move and ELO, and he auditioned for the band. And Roy Wood wrote California Man, which Cheap Trick had been covering since the Heaven Tonight record. And he sang harmony, vo- he sang backup vocals on Money is the Root of All Fun, a B-side from the, or rather, an unreleased track from the Doctor album. And uh, they also covered Rock and Roll Tonight by Roy Wood on their busted record. And Roy Wood's hmm. kind of one of the great weirdos of British rock and roll. Do yourself a favor and check out some old videos in a move. They were something else. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Uh, the, and the album, they also ported over the cover artist from Yes, too. Ro- um, Roger Dean, he did the Yes covers and he did the Asia album covers. Um, so that's why they have that kind of cool prog rock art. And you had two different B-sides. You had Time Again in the UK, which is a little proggier, mm-hmm. much more, rather much more proggier than this, but still has that pop sheen. And then Ride Again, which is the B-side everywhere else outside of the UK. Right. And the, the fight that you talked about, the Heat of the Moment was recorded so late in the process, the album art was always decided upon, done, that it was able to, the lyrics in Heat of the Moment have a reference to the album art in them because it was done already. Like, had it been recorded with their other batch of songs, oh. they wouldn't have had a chance at that. So there's a reference to the album art in the in the song because it was so late in the process to throw to it. Yeah, the lyrics on this song, uh, they seem kind of mean. They seem kind of bleak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lyrics, one of my favorite turns in here is, uh, and now you find yourself at 82, the disco hotspots hold no charm for you. Right. And it was, it went and was writing it about it, like a, a bad breakup he had. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. And I love it. Uh, time stamps itself being a song at 82 
you know, record an 80. Uh, did they record this in 81 or 82? I guessing like it was like down to the wire like it right. would be like early 80 it's probably it's probably it's probably early 82 it's probably yeah. january true so month. so yeah he gets to like fully time stamp this song like it no it really was 82 when the song came out um <laughs> and, and it's like it's worth noting that i think people forget that after 1979 disco just stopped but disco just wasn't cool anymore by 82 it was the steve gutenberg from the 70s because when yeah. 89 good 90 hits gutenberg disappears just like uh, another funny one is Meg Ryan, 99 to 2000. She pretty much, there's some things and people, some music actors, people that just, when that decade ends, it's just no use for them anymore. They're gone. Right. But like disco was still out there. It was just boring. It had made its way mm-hmm. to the suburbs. You had, you had your suburban dance studios teaching your parents how to do the hustle. Right. Well, also too, the we're in the period we're about to be in the period where the discos are going to be converted into like honky tonks. Oh, because of the uh, or or comedy clubs or comedy clubs. <laughs> yes, that honky was the other big comedy thing. clubs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the gosh. honky tonks, of course, because of the urban cowboy phenomenon. Yep, Travolta was able to swing them. Which like, is interesting. Where's he going? <laughs> it's really interesting noting that because both Urban Cowboy and Saturday Night Fever were based on articles. Yeah about you know a scene something that was bubbling up something that was happened and i do really feel like as much as i love saturday night fever and like urban cowboys movie that i think is a stupid movie with two o's but i mean stupid like it's i get it but i also understand its appeal because Mm -hmm. i just feel like there's something disingenuous about urban cowboy because they're trying to recapture that magic so hard yeah of saturday night i like urban cowboy as its own thing I, i i love i like it there's there's a lot I like about Urban Cowboy. Oh, no, it, it, it pales in comparison to Saturday Night Fever, but like I, I, I something I really dig about it, and I love. I think it shows the dangers of like marrying the first person to start. Like it really shows a darker side of getting married too young, going for the first person you meet at a bar. You know, like I I really what was the name of the, I can't even remember the name of the bar. Oh fuck. Um, Shame on me, but I do remember still Scott, there. I believe too. I remember Scott Glenn in mm-hmm. his new wave cowboy getup with yeah. the fishnet shirt. Yeah, he's pretty gross in the. <laughs> and I do, I do love that everything you know, and, and it, it, it's kind of like the, that small town mentality. Like everything in town that night hinges on the mechanical bull riding contest. Yeah, that's the silliness of it. That's how, like, yeah. Um, but there's a reality to that too. There's right. very much a reality to that. Gillies, that's the bar. Yeah, yes. Gillies yes. Bar and Country Dance Hall. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a Travolta's run of great performances there before his little drought, um, where he's doing looking talking movies. But and then he came back and did it again. Yeah, you know, I he had a cr- like, he crushed it. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the video itself because yes. uh, the video it's uh, my favorite videos are where it's just the band performing i don't need a lot i mean it's cool when there's like a little extra story but this is close to that this is close this one kind of sits on the edge but it's definitely of that era where you're they're using what they consider to be these high tech or very impressive special effects like visual stuff like Mm -hmm. chroma key and shit um so i think it's memorable enough but it was directed by godly and cream right yeah which I this was this was the discovery of the episode. Yes, me, because Lowell, I'm guessing it's Lowell, LOL, LOL cream. Yeah, was formerly yeah. of 10 CC. 
mm-hmm. who famously did, you know, the AM pop hit. I'm not in love, which is a good one. But if you really want a taste of what 10 CC could do, check out their tune rubber bullets. Okay. That's a fuck. Like they don't even sound like the same band because they were kind of on the cusp of glam. They were kind of on the back end of the, the UK glam movement. And then Kevin Godley, uh, you probably know about him because he did a bunch of music videos. He did. Right. You want to talk about, you want to talk about some iconic 80s music videos. Oh, yeah. Like you name the band. You, you're like, OK, uh, this song. Yeah, they did him. Yeah. Kevin Godley directed along with Lowell Krem on a lot of them. Everybody have fun tonight. Mm-hmm. Every breath you take girls on film and hip to be square. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he also did View to a Kill, the Bond video that they One had. of my favorite Bond. I like the mm-hmm. 80s Bond tunes. He did I like re- the 80s Bond tunes a lot because I really like Living Daylights by AHA as well. Yeah. They did Relax um, from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of those. And they had their own song, Cry, that they did together that was had some sort of success because it's been used in like some movies and stuff. I listened to it and I'm like, I... I don't know this one. Oh, I remember this video because I believe this video is an early, it's not quite uh black and white Michael mm-hmm. Jackson uh, face. Uh, you know, what do I say? Morphing. Yeah. They, it, 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 it's, right. It's definitely an inspiration on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, I remember, I remember them talking about this video when the Michael Jackson video came out. Uh, 90 was that 91, 92. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool, but they were. Uh, I mean, I think they, they did some cool video. I mean, I guess sort of innovative videos. The everybody have fun tonight is mm-hmm. very distinctive with all the people moving in the background, and definitely this uh, one with the uh, the morphing. Uh, every breath you take is certainly stylish. Yeah, yeah, no, they they definitely have a good style to them and stuff. Uh, the pro- the producer on this was Brian Grant, who I've already talked about in this series because uh, he produced the Ray Parker Jr. the Other Woman video. <gasps> So, I love '80s Ray Parker Jr. Oh god, that guy, that guy's awesome. <laughs> I still can't get, I still can't get over "Loving You." Is one of my favorite songs about murdering your mm-hmm. ex girlfriend. <laughs> that song in the last verse gets so dark mm-hmm. that you you don't see it coming. You have to stop and rewind it because you can't believe you heard what you just heard. Well, on that video, we were talking about how this guy Ray Parker Jr. You know, everybody's like, "Ha ha, Ghostbusters," but I'm like, no. They tried to make that guy a movie star, and he was ahead of Prince and Michael Jackson on stuff in the early '80s. There's stuff he's well, doing that's like, oh, he, yeah. He was part of the he he's yacht adjacent. He uh he's part of the yacht rock scene a little right. bit because he played on a lot of stuff in the '70s, I and mean, he has band radio. Radio, yep. His video for the other woman, there was one that has him with a white woman, right? And that was considered too risque. Yeah, for MTV in 1982. You believe that shit? Yeah, well, that's the one that's used the Universal Classic Monsters. That's what we talked yes. about. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's months before Thriller happens. So that's yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Um, this here the moment. This song rules. I I dig it still to this day. Um, but the, uh, see, this is song that I, I I like it. I like yeah. this song. But if I have to critique it, you know, I've had to okay. put my critics hat on, right? Huh. It feels like it's always on the verge of the hook. Like, yeah, it, the, the hook is there, but it should be bigger. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel with maybe a different producer or 
you know, if they had brought in an outside songwriter, I mean, it wouldn't have necessarily been Asia anymore. And as we just will discuss in another uh, in another video on our series, sometimes the outside songwriter just puts that pop sheen onto it. But here I am talking about a song that was a hit. Yeah. So what the fuck do I know? Well, right? I'll say I'll say with this, I, I would say the the verses are catchier and bigger than the chorus ends up being. Yeah, the chorus should be bigger, and I don't know if that's a part. Is it's a problem with the production or the songwriting? Uh, I do enjoy this tune though, mm-hmm. and I'm not I, Asia as a whole. Asia's fine. They're not. I wouldn't well, chalk th- them up to one of my favorite bands. Last time we talked about, they fell off the face of the earth. They had the biggest selling album of '82, and the next album goes goes platinum. You know, it's the follow up. People are curious. They're excited, even if they don't like whatever they're selling. <laughs> and then off to irrelevancy, like. They've released 13 studio albums over their career. They've had lineup changes. They reunited in 2008. And their last album was 2014. So the, the, Asia was playing up to the, uh, the John Wetton passed away in 2017. So I don't know if Gravitas from 2014 is their last. But they ca- they conquered the planet on their first album. And then just their hootie, I guess, of the, you know, the <laughs> 80s kind of. But they didn't have they didn't have any as many hits off that album, though. So I can't because hootie was hit, 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 hit. They like. Half that album, yeah, that Cracked record, Review, was singles. Yeah, I don't. I mean, and the like Asia. I don't remember any other. Nope. This is it. This is the radio one singles. I remember. Yeah, but they're so on top you know, of the. No, no, but look at it. They're not a singles band, and they no. never. They never intend. They didn't intend themselves to be. Right. The record label wanted them to be a singles act. Hence, why you get heat of the moment. On they needed record, to get your attention. Relatively forgettable. I mean, it's just not my. Just not, Asia's just not my thing, you know. Prog rock's yeah. just not my, my thing. Right. I prefer shorter, punchier tunes, which Heat of the Moment is. You know, Heat of the Moment. Maybe if they had written that for another band, right? Know? Well, if, if a if a band like Thirty Eight Special does, right? Yeah, yeah, does uh, Heat of the Moment. I think it's a better song. Yeah, that's that's possible too. But I like it's funny because people bought the whole album. The, the single only got to number four. Didn't really. I don't think it went platinum on its own. The album is what people went and bought, and there's no like other song. Like it's it's crazy. They were just like, nah. Here at the moment, I will just buy the album. Okay. Here, I have a theory on that. I have a theory on that that it wasn't necessarily the strength of Heat of the Moment that was selling that record, but the reputations of the musicians involved. Okay, because you got to remember, rock and roll guys are rarely single guys. That's why you have AOR, album oriented mm-hmm. rock. Right. Like, it's all about the record. It's about the album. It's about listening to the whole album and like, having that. I'm old school. Song. That's where that's my wheelhouse that, right there too. Yeah. Having that favorite song that isn't the single, you know, yeah. if liking the single that's for, or what they uh, should have made the single trying to yeah, find that, the that, others. That, that's stuff, for yeah. amateurs. Yeah. Yeah. Just put the best song on the radio. Who cares if it's catchy? People will appreciate right. the musicianship. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Make, that, make sure that shit comes in under three minutes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, there's, the video, so the video is just them playing, and then there's stuff that comes across the screen, like in little versions of the screen. Also, there's like a slow motion slap happens in here. Um, <laughs> it's a more inter- it's an interesting way to do just the live performance video. Uh, there's like a burning envelope. There, there's a lot of things with clocks and watches and stuff, and hourglasses. That's about, that's about time. Like it's about like losing time. Like a, right. It's about, I think it's a song. I think it's about aging. Yeah, and regrets. There's a, a, I don't know if they get away with the Mickey Mouse uh, watch nowadays because there's a Mickey Mouse, the one with the hands with Mickey. Oh, I'm yeah. like, 
Uh, that would have got that would have got oh, you. Oh, Disney, yeah, Disney would have put the kibosh on that. This real is Disney in their like shit period right now. So Wait, this yeah. is like Watcher in the Woods era where Disney didn't know what the fuck to do. But yeah, we got happening. we got a movie. We got a movie. We're going to be talking about um, later in uh, in uh, August or end of July called Tex, which is Disney's attempt at making more adult, mature films oh, with Texas Matt Dillon. Be- yeah, that's based off an S.E. Hinton now. Yep. Year no, before I, Outsiders, yeah. I for, Oh, that was before? I guess so. Year yeah. before Outsiders, yeah. And um, no Coppola on that one, huh? Nope, nope. Because again, Coppola is involved with both uh, Rumblefish and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matt Outsiders. Dillon, all three. <laughs> so <laughs> he's the S.E. Hinton guy. Wow, that's, uh, <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, but there's a... I mean, there's lots of cool... There's some cool visuals and stuff like that. Snare hit with the fire. That's pretty badass. Yes, that's cool. That's cool. There's like a random baby care. Like it, it's all relationship stuff. Um, I think you know it's probably it's just a cool about way of t- it, it, it. It is an interesting and innovative way of telling the story mm-hmm. without you know, putting it into distinct terms. Right. It's, it's you know abstract about making relationship decisions in <clears throat> the heat of the moment and what comes with that. Maybe um, I do have a so I did. I'm going to tell a story. Uh, I didn't know what an Asia was until, like, I thought it was a country, um, until I was in college, and I was in I was in a fraternity in college, a very small one, um, but nonetheless, we would have there'd be the old alumni, older alumni guys that would come back and visit one time, and one of them, one came back, his name was Shay, and he would he came back one time, and we were doing a thing called the uh, Power Hour. Do you know the Power Hour, Mike? Uh, is that where you do like a shot of beer every uh, every minute for an hour? Yeah, and you make a playlist for it where you just play a song for a minute, so the song changes every time. And I was... oh, I never did the song thing, but uh, okay. I, All right. Uh, it, I... Also, there was a similar one we did: uh, shots of beer, the Centennial Club. Oh, yep, yep. I've done that one. Yeah, I've done okay. that. Yeah, Power Hour, you could get to the party quicker, but. Um... <laughs> So we're sitting there doing, and he wanted like he'd never played Power Hour, I think. And we're sitting there playing. I was I was running the music for it, and he's like, he's like, why don't you play play some Asia? And because he went to college in the eighties or whatever, and and we're like, what? All of us were like, Asia, like he's like Asia guys. We're like, I, and and one person was like, is. That is is their song like Heat of the Moment or something like he's like, Hey, you guys don't know who Asia is? It was like the biggest band and he like he went on this like I can't believe these young kids. Why bullshit. don't you guys know who the fuck Asia is? And we were like, so I will always laugh and I looked I I found out who Asia was because of that. And I just I remember him being like downloading songs that night to like play for us and like See, I for me it was hilarious. I remember seeing that they were always on like whatever '80s compilation CD was advertised. And like, oh yeah, Heat of the Moments on like eighty of them. Yeah, but I didn't put it together. I think like a lot of people, like maybe our age, a little bit younger, until the Last American Virgin. Like that. Oh, the forty. Year, will, oh, that, the forty year old yeah, virgin. Forty year old virgin, rather. I will forever just associate Asia and them making fun of his framed Asia post. I have it, but it's also got the best punchline. Because of that, because he's like, well, you got that framed Asia poster, da da da. But when it kicks into that third act, I need to go get her thing. They play Heat of the Moment, yep. which is the best damn punchline to that joke, uh, that setup joke, the Asia poster. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. And That's I laughed. Great. And I thank Shay for, I know Heat of the Moment because of that. I was ready for 40 year old virgin. 
So thank you there, sir. But that's head of the boat. curve. Head of the on curve Asia. on Asia. So, all right, Mike, that'll wrap us up here for Asia. Uh, heat of the moment. I'm, I'm really psyched to have this uh, song part of the show. It's just, there's something <laughs> funny with it. I like the song. I don't know. It's just kind of funny to have with it. But um, you'll be back here in just a couple weeks. But oh, until looking then. For, looking forward to this next one. Uh, what do you. Oh, a yeah. little, te- little, little tease for everybody that it's uh, one of, I, I don't know, I want to say one of my favorite bands, but then a, a band that I really like that I enjoy talking about. All right. Excellent. Um, and uh, it's June. What do you got going on in June, Mike? Fuck, I know. Um, June. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till I ask you about July. Yeah, right. Uh, hopefully, I'm shit. I <laughs> never mind. I know I was gonna get real grim there, but, I don't... <laughs> but uh, yeah, June. Uh, check out. We got some new stuff coming out from Halloweenies. Please, uh, you know, check us out. Check out our Patreon. Cheap tracks is still rocking and rolling. Of course, Windy City Double Feature Picture Show and. Uh, centerfold are still out there kicking uh we got some cool stuff coming up from the music box of horrors uh for the rest of the summer uh we'll be doing our 70 millimeter fest this month and we have a we got a something that's going to be really cool on the big big screen coming at you excellent very exciting very exciting keep posted with follow mike so you know what's going on uh i'm on twitter and instagram branded 4 kuhd written work blue.com scott and i return monday for more of the summer of 82 at 40 which is just been keep rolling keep being fun awesome times so uh till then stay foam positive thank you for listening the brandon peters show is a creative zombie studios production produced by brad shoemaker and brandon peters written and edited by brandon peters Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. The summer of 82 at 40 and news of the moment themes by Press Maxson. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.